Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, within the Librocube, is Book Bow Wednesday. When you tell your friends about Book Bow Wednesday, and I know you will, you're really going to want to hit those bleeds. Hit them in big. You're going to hit them as if they're falling out of your mouth. Book Bow Wednesday. All right? Something I should say at the top of every show, and I think I usually do, is that there will be spoilers most likely. So, this is your one and most likely only spoiler warning you have been warned warning. Something else that I should say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes, because those are the things, my friends, that help these podcasts grow grow and flourish like some beautiful begonias. Today's sponsor is a new flavor from Ben and Cherries. It is called Zombie Apocalypse. Once again, today's sponsor is the new Ben and Cherries flavor, Zombie Apocalypse, in which you will find gummy brains, uh, butterscotch and chocolate ice cream with a Cherry Swirl. Ooh, I don't know why I'm doing a vampire sort of impression mixed with a ghost when I'm talking about zombies. Uh, all undead. Okay, there you go. Here's the connection. Uh, today's book, I did tease in my Podpocalypse announcement for Internet Day episode, is of course Trudge. Trudge by Mr. Sean Chesser. This is a book that I have had uh, this and three others in the series. I believe there is a fourth, actually, which I will have to now find on my Kobo e-reader for a long time. I just haven't sort of bit the bullet on reading them for some reason. But I decided, now that I am uh, deeply entrenched with the Podpocalypse crew, one of which... Uh, includes the podcasts, uh, pizza games, and zombies, why not uh, read these? Because it sort of fits in with their theme, and it fits in with my theme, and that is a, it is a book Wednesday. Book Wednesday. Uh-huh. Sense? Yes. Total sense. Which uh, doesn't happen often in the Liberal Cube. But when it does, I like to point it out. So the book stars... I don't know why I say stars when it's a book. The protagonist of this novel is a man by the name of Cade, with some, uh, I didn't write down his last name, but it's a very, very manly name, I am sure. He and his wife and daughter live in Portland. Uh, the reason I found that amusing is because I am watching uh, the show Portlandia, which, uh, if you know anything about, kind of will make you think that not that manly men do not exist in the town of Portland. <laughs> so uh, it was funny to picture Kate of this novel in the series Portlandia. Try it for yourself if you are one of 
I'm not sure how many people have both seen Portlandia and read this book, but there's got to be some. Are they listening to this? That's a third. That's a third thing that will have to happen. You have to listen to this podcast. You will have had to read this book. You will have to have seen the show Portlandia. If you exist, okay, I'm throwing this out. If you exist, email me or tweet at me. I want to know you, okay? Plan? Yes. Audience participation? Indeed a room. So, um, Cade and his wife and daughter live in Portland. His wife and daughter, um leave to the in-laws to visit them. They live in South Carolina. And then, as often happens in zombie apocalypse-related books, the zombie apocalypse happens. Oh, no. Uh, Something, I think I actually said it in the description of this episode, this book introduces and then kills more characters than in any other book I've ever read, which, uh, on the one hand, is, I guess, good because it makes for some excitement. However, uh, excitement in which the characters die, but you don't really care about them because you've sort of just met them, so haven't had a chance to develop any sort of liking to them. I think that makes sense. The sort of, uh, this book pops very, very quickly into the apocalypse. The only sort of, uh, I guess, foreshadowing we see, really, is that uh, Cade gets a phone call from his wife and daughter. They lo- they arrive safe and sound. Lovely. However, um, uh, what's her name? Brooke? Oh, I didn't write it down. Uh, Cade's wife feels, uh, feels a little worried about their father because he works at a hospital and was bit by a patient. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of like, oh, shit. Well, that's not good. Things are going to go poorly for him and them. Uh, it starts off with Cade visiting his neighbors. This is how he comes across his first sort of zombies and figures out what's going on to a certain degree anyways. And his neighbor is eating his other neighbor, so he has to kill them with a uh, like an ice pick slash axe thing, which... Uh, I thought he was going to have for the rest of the the series, and that was going to be sort of his signature weapon. That's how they sort of set it up. But again, it was sort of that instance of uh, this cool weapon introduced and talked about, and then, oops, he forgot it. So, I don't know. Cade, I should mention, is a former uh, Special Forces dude. Um, was in Afghanistan searching for Bin Laden, got all that sort of army-type training, has a bunch of weapons, which uh, I was... (laughs) Something that I think should be done is a zombie apocalypse book here in Canada because uh, we don't have all these just friggin' weapons laying around willy-nilly, so uh, I think it'd be much more interesting from the point of view that you're going to have to get up close and personal more often than just shooting shit. Uh, so Kate gets all sort of kitted out in his army gear and weapons and then heads out. He, at this point, has learned, I guess, sort of from the news and shit he has seen what's going down and decides he's going to uh, head out to South Carolina and find his wife and daughter. And that, my friends, is basically where the story is. That is 
this story. A man travels to find his wife and daughter during the zombie apocalypse. Uh, very, very, very much like this premise. I've talked about before how in any book, usually fantasy novels, I love a good quest. Just uh, people traveling from point A to point B for some reason. I love that thought in a book, so uh, take that quest thought and throw it into the zombie apocalypse, and you got yourself uh, some fun, do you not? You do. Uh, the writer of this book, Sean Chesser, was, I assume, <coughs> sneezing. No, that doesn't make sense. I assume was either in the army or had someone in the army help him with a lot of the technical stuff because there'll be points in the book where it'll sort of jump into like the description of weaponry and military tactics and stuff like that 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 while reading seem incredibly accurate. I can't really verify whether they are or not. However, they definitely seem like they are. Uh, on Cade Street, the sort of sole surviving member seems to be his neighbor across the street, who's kind of this rock star kind of dude with a giant truck and a bunch of guns and kind of sounds a little rednecky meets rock star y. So they head out together. Uh, I assumed at this point that this dude would sort of be there for the long haul. However, he is sort of one example of someone who you think is going to be possibly kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of one of the main characters, but ends up dying. Now, <laughs> this happens to a lot of characters. For example, um, actually, I think the first non-zombie person that Cade comes across is uh, another two neighbors, uh, a teenage boy and a younger boy who are sort of trapped in a treehouse surrounded by zombies, so he rescues them. They meet... Uh, an untimely end. This book, I should mention, is just pretty pretty brutal and graphic, uh, which I like. Hey, I don't mind a little blood and guts every once in a while. For example, the freaking probably one of the most graphic parts, I think, is that this, uh, this little kid, who's, well, a little kid, at one point gets bitten, and he knows what's going to happen. So uh, Cade gives him a gun, and he kills himself. Jesus Christ. So that was kind of uh, mind-blowy that that kind of shit goes down. Another case where I thought, well, these, these, these are two kids, and they're in a horror novel. They'll probably be okay. But no, later on, the teenage, yeah, the teenage uh, uh, neighbor boy is also killed in a fiery car crash explosion. So not good there either. A chunk of the story involves Cade's sort of travels and then meeting people and then them, him, and then, and then these people will join his sort of convoy and uh, head east. Yeah. Along the way, they come across a biker gang. Oh no. A biker gang and a zombie apocalypse. Uh, I like because it sort of illustrates the point that, and I think I've heard. Walking Dead creator, what's-his-face, mentioned this point that the zombies are bad, and they're evil, well, I guess not evil, they're bad, and you have to watch out for them, and yada, 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 but what makes a zombie apocalypse anything great, or horrible, depending on how you look at it, is how uh, humans will react to the situation. It is more 
his his sort of uh, emphasis is always that you should be more scared of your fellow human beings during a zombie apocalypse than the zombies themselves. So uh, this comes to uh, sort of fruition when the group runs across a, this gang of bikers. This gang of bikers who had already killed probably hundreds, killed and tortured, killed uh, even army folk and taken their gear. So they were not only biker gang, but in a heavily militarily armed biker gang. Cade, in this novel, we sort of get to see what he is capable of. And he basically takes out uh, a shit ton of them. <laughs> First, he sort of snipers a bunch. He has sniper training. Then, um, the one that got away from his sniper assault, he sort of up close and personal stalks and kills with a knife. Then, he rigs up a bunch of C4 that these bikers had sort of commandeered from the army, uh, rigs it up so that when the remaining bikers come back and see all these dead guys, it would explode and blows just the bejesus out of everybody. So, uh, cool to see that our main character is a bit of a badass and can take care of himself. Sort of that feeling that he is slowly getting darker and darker. So not, not your sort of knight in shining armor, your knight in tarnished armor, perhaps, he is turning into. During this whole time, we do check in from time to time with uh, Cade's wife and daughter and eventually Cade's brother-in-law. He did manage to get a message to them to travel to Fort Bragg, which I guess is somewhat near uh, South Carolina because he knows people there. So their travels also are... Are, uh, are part of this novel. We sort of jump back and forth, which uh, I always like that when, when that happens in a novel where you're getting to see two different point of views. This girl, what the hell is her name? Oh, Brooke. And Brooke is his wife's name, and Raven is his daughter's name, so... <laughs> Raven. <laughs> That's so Raven. Brooke, obviously, well, I guess not obviously, with the sort of foreshadowing of her father bitten, ends up having to kill her father, and then her mother, who also became infected. So that's how her sort of section of the story starts. So very dark and gruesome. Killing your own parents. Jeebus crackers. Let's uh, jump forward a bit to Brooke Raven and Uncle... Oh, I don't know what the uncle's name is. I wrote down it. Just Uncle. <laughs> Anyways, they, uh, they have some, uh, some cool shit happen to them on the way to Fort Bragg. However, once they get there, uh, the the army base is sort of totally overrun with zombies, and they escape with their very lives on a chopper. The Their part of the book sort of ends with Brooke getting sort of badass and kind of into that same sort of... I don't know if you'd go as far as kind of losing her mind, but becoming much more dark and uh, disturbed. She ends up I guess you could say sort of working with the army as a sharpshooter, where on a typical shift she'll blow the heads off hundreds of zombies. So you can imagine that's going to have an effect on a person, especially when she is sort of up for, you know, 24 hours in a row doing this. Uh, it's going to wear away on your brain matter. So uh, it's going to be kind of cool when eventually, I assume, Cade and Brooke are reunited. However, they are both 
sort of uh, changed forever by the events they had experienced and changed perhaps uh, not for the better. Uh, Cade's section ends with uh, every member of his group dying with the exception of two dudes. Uh, they find a helicopter. <laughs> As you do in the zombie apocalypse, sometimes there's just a helicopter. Uh, apparently it was the bikers who killed all the army folk that were trying to rescue people in this helicopter, so they came across it, then took the helicopter to uh, another army base where Cade decides that with all these many deaths he's left behind, it's probably a better idea if he heads off alone. So he gets a, what I would describe, and he kind of described as a army dirt bike, souped up, quiet, quieter than normal dirt bike, decides to head off alone. So uh, that's where the story ends, with a wife and daughter on an army base, fighting for their lives, and Cade continuing on his journey. Folks, uh, I planned on getting that done on the drive to work, and I did. So, hey, mission accomplished for me anyways. Uh, I will say, as I quite often do, or have now said a hundred and change times, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper